1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on I Radio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, as always, it is my great pleasure to once again bring on the woman to whom I say, long live you every single day, my producer, <laughs> Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. Hi, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> See, an intro and a plug for my new book, and they well, said it couldn't be done. There you go. That, that there was There you good. go. But you know what else they said couldn't be done? Oh. Well, oh, no. I'm afraid. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, for me to have any culinary accomplishments. Um, right. You know, Laurie, we've had several star food experts and iron chefs on the show, and I think they felt a little sorry for me and were giving me my cooking tips. Well, I'm happy to say that they would be very proud of me Ladies and gentlemen, for someone who can just about boil an egg, just last week I made my very own bumblebee, which I placed on the cupcake that I had iced all by myself. <laughs> now, <laughs> and it was lovely. you yeah, you. So I accomplished this feat at an event that was hosted by Woman's Day magazine. And let me tell you a little bit about Woman's Day. It is one of my favorite go-to sources, not only for food, as I... Obviously, don't need any help in that area anymore. But for health, beauty, fashion, home, and family finance and community. So it is no wonder that it has a readership of about 20 million women who look to both the magazine and womansday.com for easy, doable suggestions and actionable and relatable tools to make their lives better than before. Today, I am delighted to have as my guest two women who helped make it all possible, and who are at the event and personally witnessed my creation of the Bumblebee. After the break, we're going to meet Melissa Brown, who is the beauty editor of Woman's Day, a section, as you know, Laurie, close to my heart. But first, I'd like to welcome Susan Spencer, the esteemed editor-in-chief of the magazine. Susan oversees the development and execution of all content for Woman's Day. And if that isn't enough, She is the brand's chief representative in all their media, including print and television, as well as hosts the annual Women's Day Red Dress Awards, which we'll talk about a little later in the show. Susan has had a very long history in the magazine world. In other words, she has done it all, but she is also (laughs) a wife and devoted mother of two daughters. And that, from personal experience, is maybe the hardest job of all. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you so much for being with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. And I, I like that part about having a long history in magazines. It means I've survived.
1: <laughs> you have survived, indeed. And I survived yes. and I and you personally witnessed my bumblebee, so you were very
2: <laughs> bumblebee was absolutely beautiful and, and and far eclipsed my own, which was the butt of many jokes by
1: my staff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to now you said you were just like a little armadillo, but I I, I don't I know. <laughs> you're way you're <laughs> I, way too I, I, I humble. <laughs> I, I
2: basically misunderstood the uh, which direction I was supposed to create the bee, and um, it all went downhill from there.
1: <laughs> you know, I was reading a story online from womansday dot com, and although, as you know, I graduated with honors from the bumblebee creating class, um, <laughs> I took it one step further and made the cutest little egg ever with a heart shaped yolk. Ah, yes, excellent. that was on Woman's dot com. It's too—I uh, can't really describe it right the second, but. <laughs> If everyone, you go to womensday.com, you too will be able to make it with a little heart-shaped yoke, which was another great accomplishment. So I've added so much since I've known you, Susan. And I'm delighted. <laughs> now, you have an enormous readership, as I mentioned. Uh, and yeah. I also mentioned in the intro that, you know, it inspires your very loyal audience with actionable and relatable tools so we can all have a vibrant, healthy, and satisfying life. Um, but, you know, I find as women, we are so overwhelmed, and there's so much that we have to process on a day-to-day basis that we simply sometimes shut down. unable. We can't process one thing more. But what I like about Woman's Day is that you make everything so easy. Yeah, and
2: uh, that's, that's
1: purposeful. Right? And so let's talk a little bit about the magazine in general. You just said it was purposeful. It just makes yeah, our lives I- easy.
2: I think we're, you know, we've been around for almost 80 years, and um, so we really are truly sort of a, a what's called a legacy brand, and we have this enormous audience. And when I think about our audience, when I think about the readers, um, I think about a quote that a, a woman um, we were doing some research, and a woman described herself as the average Joe American woman. And I just that phrase has really stuck with me, and I think that really, um, really it resonates because I think that's really who our reader is. It's women who are just very everyday Americans. They're women who are out there doing things, and they're doing a lot, and they're involved in their communities. They're deeply involved in their families and their friends, and um, they're involved in, in many things. And I think that they are, as you said, often a little bit overwhelmed. And the role of the magazine really is to sort of make things just a little bit easier for them, to give them those quick shortcuts. Um, to give them inspiration to try something that they might not otherwise try, like, for instance, a, a fondant bumblebee. <laughs> um, mm. that isn't overwhelming and and, it, and is easy and has some, and gives them some fulfillment and some joy. And that's really where we, we come from. And every article that we do, every story that we run, really has that at its core, that that idea of, of giving giving our readers these easy solutions and and quick and inspiring ideas so that they can really, you know not have to sweat over things you know not have to sweat over dinner not have to sweat over decorations not have to sweat over their their decorating of their homes it just makes things a little easier
1: you know, I'm just leaving through the magazine as we speak. Ten cleaning shortcuts. You know, to your point, uh, right. gifts for mom. You know, as far as I'm concerned, every day is Mother's Day, so it's not just one day, <laughs> <It's> easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or it should be um, exactly. fast and fast and healthy dinners. That goes right on my refrigerator because it's steak and snow peas, which are my favorite. Um, right. Any particular stories that come to mind that that you know you are some of your favorites?
2: Well, I think that, you know, our, our food coverage um, is definitely something that we work very hard at because when, when we've talked to our readers and gone out across America and had conversations with them, I think that the idea of of cooking and food is, is, is very overwhelming for a lot of women and they want to cook healthy and they want their families to eat well, but in the extremely limited time that they have, um, it, it can be a real challenge. So I think some of my favorite stories in the magazine are when we kind of get at you know, when we get at that idea of doing something quickly that you can get on the table that actually is really healthy. And I think that the health message also um, really dovetails with another one of our our, the magazine's big missions and and a whole body of work that I'm extremely proud of is um, our work around heart health. And Women's Day was pretty much the first magazine to really take up this cause and start talking about heart health in a way that, demystifies it and it is the number one killer of women and it's so pervasive in in our world and our society and among our friends and our and our in our family members that but it's not something that people talk about that much. And so we've really made it made it our business over the last really the last thirteen years to, to bring it into the conversation and give women very practical, pragmatic ideas on how they can better their heart health and, and stay heart healthy and stave off heart disease and really stay healthy. So the food ties into
1: that um, that mission in a, in a big way. And, and, and you said something interesting about, well, I mean, un- unfortunately it is very factual, that um, it is one of the, the biggest killers. One in four women die from heart disease. In fact, you know, coronary heart disease, which is the most common type of heart disease, is the number one killer of both men and women in, yeah, in the U.S. Perfect. And yeah. what I found when my husband was having chest pains, he immediately was sent to the ER, and they took mm-hmm. care of him. Immediately, I mean, it of course helped that he's a lawyer, <laughs> however, um, when my when my when my mother in law had chest pains, it was, "Oh, you must have eaten something or it's indigestion yes, or indigestion, you know right? all the classic symptoms and and very rarely now I know more now than they used to do they take a woman's uh, symptoms seriously as far as heart great right.
2: which which really underscores the importance of educating women about why it's important when you are having even unusual symptoms, because women's um, symptoms don't present in the same way as men's symptoms. It's not the classic Hollywood heart attack where you're grasping your chest. Um, you know, women's symptoms can be quite different. So it's, it's a matter of what we do as a magazine is educating our readers and educating all women about what those, those symptoms are. And, and when they are in a terrible situation, like they're in an ER and a doctor isn't taking them seriously, where they literally start yelling, I'm having a heart attack. And pay attention to me. And all of all of this information is what we're we've been trying at the magazine to get out to our readers. And and I, I think it's working. I think people are becoming women are becoming much more aware of this of this and how important it is.
1: And and again, as you mentioned, a healthy diet does play right into that because we have to it's it's holistic. We have to consider all of it, the diet, the stress level getting enough exercise, all the areas that you do cover. I think it's, and just taking some time out to do things for yourself, like, um, Melissa, who we'll speak with who's your beauty editor, some do it yourself, easy, um, tips for making a facial or just, just anything you can do to sort of take a break and calm down from your everyday. Um,
2: over and over from our readers that they, they put themselves second or third or fourth behind everything else in their lives. And, um, you know, it's my hope that when they are picking up a copy of Women's Day, that they're putting themselves first. They're putting themselves first by picking up information that's going to benefit them, their health, but also just maybe that moment of just kicking back and and enjoying
1: themselves <laughs> with,
2: with the magazine, yeah, so which that's I, a, that's I hope many readers
1: do. That's very important. Now, tell me about tell us about your Live Longer and Stronger tour.
2: Well, this is something we're really excited about. Um, two years ago, we launched the Live Longer and Stronger Challenge, um, which um, basically what we do is we go out across America, we choose four women who are at risk of or who have heart disease. And we, over about a um, six-month period, pair them with our um, with our uh, nutritionist, Joy Bauer, who's on the Today Show, and give them exercise tips and diet information. And we basically help them lose weight and lower their, their risk of heart disease. And um, we're just um, starting on a search for the third group, our third our third group of women. And um, the Live Longer and Stronger tour is the medium where we're going to be finding these women. So we're heading out across America to um, I think it's six stops, and I can tell you where they are. And um, we're going to have a we're going to have this great tour bus, and we're going to have all sorts of fun activities like yoga and um, health checks, like getting your blood pressure checked, and all sorts of wonderful beauty giveaways, um, and, we're, and we will be there also talking to women about and seeing if they want to participate in the Live Longer and Stronger Challenge and in, in, in really for next year. And it's, it's, a, it's a really wonderful and successful program. Um, the women have had, had huge success losing vast sums of weight, but more importantly, or just as importantly, um, they've brought down their heart disease risk factors. Like one woman went off of her cholesterol meds completely. A couple of them have, actually. So it's um it's a way of of underscoring our, you know, again, our, our our brand's mission to get the word out about heart health, but also really making a difference in the lives of, of these women on a very individual basis. That's
1: a wonderful initiative, a wonderful campaign.
2: We're so excited.
1: Now, Susan, you were talking about when I met you the other week, um, you were talking about your daughter, as you know, I also have a daughter, and um, mm-hmm. I, I did notice the story, best workout uh, online, best workout routines mothers and daughters can do together, which is great. great. Um, <laughs> you know, when I had my children, my heart became, speaking of hearts, it became a room with an open window. I, I laughed hard every day. I thought about the future, and gradually I started to see the world a little more. But as working mothers, as you know, it's, it's not easy. Wonder Woman only exists in, in fiction. And I hesitate to admit that there were times I sent my kids to school with sniffles because they weren't really sick, and I had a very important meeting that day, and the nurse promptly sent them right and the nurse probably sent them home secretly, I feared thinking I was an unfit mother <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, um, but the older they get, there are other issues that you have to deal with, especially with daughters, because you know for them, everything is such a big deal, you know no matter what their age. So mm-hmm. you know, give us a few tips. Give our listeners a few tips how you, as a wife and, and working mother, how can you combine it all to make it a little bit easier or or is there is there no secret <laughs>
2: I, I actually don't think there's much of a secret. i think that I think that um, my my approach has really been basically to muddle through <laughs> you know some days are better than others, some days you feel like you have it all together, and some days things just fall apart in a, in a, in a spectacular way. So I don't know if I have any big secrets um, to share with people, but I do do firmly believe and what works with my, my daughters is sometimes I think you just need to get a little silly with them and you need to get down on the floor and and roll around or have a crazy dance party. I think a little humor goes a long way towards just kind of diffusing that, that stress that you feel at the end of the day or the stress that they feel. And I think I sometimes feel like when, when we come together at the end of the day, there's this kind of, it's almost like a, um, It's not an explosion, but we're sort of hitting each other. They're bringing their stuff from their day. I'm bringing my stuff from my day, and we sort of slam into each other. And I think that that, when you can um, detach and sort of try to move through your stress together by doing something completely crazy, Um, we have a trampoline in our backyard. I sometimes go outside with my younger daughter. and We literally get on the trampoline, and we jump up and down. We see how high we can go. And that, to me releases the tension and it gets us back to the place where we were before we had these crazy days. So it's really just I think um just letting loose and having fun and smiling and laughing together. So that's that's my that's my secret if there is one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'd like a trampoline. I live in an apartment. I'm afraid I'm jumping, I'm hitting Not my head work. on the ceiling. <laughs> but have, have me to come use yours at any time. And you can actually photograph me. I'll bring my, my cupcake. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think your cupcake might go flying. My trampoline is quite powerful. <laughs>
2: so please come yeah. over anytime.
1: Uh now do you have some aside from, you know, what, what you just talked about, do you have any other tips that you have learned over the years from you know, from women's day? Or just personal tips. It could be in beauty well, and health and whatever you'd like to mention and leave I, us I, I
2: I have a few things that I, I think about quite often and, and um a couple one of those things I think as a magazine editor, um, it's so important um to, to just never stop being curious and to really always ask the questions that need to be asked and never hesitate from asking those questions. And and I'm not just talking about asking other people or asking your children or your husband, but really asking yourself, you know, am I doing this the right way? Did I handle this this, the best way? Um, What can I learn from this situation? I think that that kind of curiosity is something that um, has carried me through my life. and, And I think it makes life interesting when you're constantly learning new things, whether about yourself, or about other people or about the world. So, and I think a good, obviously a good magazine editor, a good journalist has to be curious about the world, but I think it's also an internal search as well. So very that's cool. one thing. And um, another another thing that I think a lot about is, is how powerful it is to, to kind of do do good in your community. And I know that that's a bit of a trope, but I think that it's something that our readers do quite a bit of. They're very involved in their communities, Um you know, I'm involved in my community, and it's in the, the sense that the, the feeling that I get from the work that I do, it, it's just, it's different from anything else. It's different from any other kind of a good feeling to know that you're helping people. Now, I know that this is kind of preaching to the choir a little bit, but it is something that I, I think about quite a bit.
1: Uh, no, we can we can all learn. That's true. I just figure life is always, there's always teachable moments, and, and, and we appreciate your coming on the show to share them. With us and sure. if, if you would tell our listeners we can obviously we can go to the newsstands and buy women's day magazine or click under woman'sday.com it. and tell us about your um, tour where can we find that
2: yes the um, the tour actually they can also go online to get information about that to women'sday.com slash live longer tour but right away we have coming up on Saturday our first stop is in Freehold New Jersey and then on uh, next week on May 20th we'll be uh, in atlanta at the walmart supercenter in noonan crossing in georgia so those are the first two stops coming up immediately and i'll be in, i'll be at both places i'm so excited to to meet readers and um it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: oh wonderful now also the Women's day red dress awards that I, I briefly mentioned in the intro is that a part of it yeah. as well
2: um, the Women's Day Red, Red Dress Awards happen in February, and that's where we recognize a lot of the people who are really involved in in heart health advocacy. So it's people like the the scientists and the researchers and the doctors, people who are really on the front lines of of um, teaching us, you know, how to stay heart healthy and advocates. So that's a, a really exciting event that we do every year. It's, it's considered the Oscars of the heart health world. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, last year we had um, some wonderful talent. We had Elvis Costello. Um, who was amazing. And it's, it's a great event, but, but it really, you know, serves as the, you know, a way for us to, again, bring attention to this really important issue.
1: And wonderful. And thank you so much for coming on the show again and sharing it with us. Everyone stay tuned. When we come back, we will be talking to Melissa Brown, who is the beauty editor of Women's Day magazine. Thank you again, Susan. Everyone, stay tuned. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. In a few minutes, we'll be back.
0: This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year. On behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs, Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy. Lower your overall healthcare costs and ultimately stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit expressscripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michaels show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeart Radio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at Bmajor.org. Now back to Jane Wilkins Michael and better than before.
1: back, everyone. We are on the air live. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm here with Lori as always. And now to continue with our Women's Day theme show, I am thrilled to introduce you all to Melissa Matthews Brown. She is the longtime beauty editor of the magazine. And Melissa herself is renowned in the beauty business, having been the beauty editor at Women's Day since I believe 2007. And before that, she was at Family Circle. Welcome to the show. Melissa, thank you so much for being with us for our beauty talk.
3: Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm very Um, excited.
1: Melissa, as I discussed with Susan in the first segment, um, you were also at the Women's Day event and witnessed firsthand my creation of the bumblebee for my cupcake. (laughs) Yes,
3: (laughs) and I did not make a bumblebee, thank goodness. <laughs>
1: oh, but so surely you were as impressed as I was in my culinary accomplishment, and perhaps that's why you didn't attempt it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know what though? I I loved that everyone got a chance to to try to do it because I feel like when you look at it on the cover, it might look a little intimidating, but when you actually got, you know, on the the nuts and bolts of actually putting together, you realize you can do it. You know, it may not look like what was on the cover. (laughs) No, it was
1: was so easy. And we also made a great body scrub, Um, Lori. It was so easy. Um, And, you know, we have all the ingredients right in our kitchen cabinets because it was either salt or sugar and olive oil. And I added a little vanilla extract for scent. And actually, I was quite advanced in this, too, because I also added a drop of lavender Melissa, I'm not sure you yeah. were aware of that because you were no, helping I others. <laughs> yeah. I was so self-sufficient. You didn't have to help me. No, nope, um, I like it. You made it your own. I did make it my own. I even labeled the jar. It was so exciting. Um, but this treatment, if you go to a spa, especially in New York City, it would cost a lot. And you can do it right at home, really just, just for pennies, which made it even nicer to know. But before you know, we talk about those treatments, which we will do in a bit, um, because I'm afraid we'll lose some listeners who will just want to go make them right this very second, (laughs) if they if if they have access to that uh, right now. But you know, let's start by talking about something that I actually address in my book as well, and that is, as you know, Melissa, as women, we are constantly stressed out. You know, we have to be the best at our jobs. If we have kids, we have to be the best parent, the best spouse, the best partner, the best cook. Although that doesn't necessarily happen in my house, Uh, and I. And on top of that we're expected to look a certain way and you know granted i was always the one with the messy hair at my kid's school pickup but you know that adds even more stress and and what i like about women's day you know along with the 20 million other readers and certainly on your beauty pages is that looking good doesn't have to be stressful or expensive there are no. very doable right and easy suggestions that we can add into our daily lives to just make us look little better than before right
3: right I mean your beauty regimen should not it should be the least stressful thing in your day right it should be the thing that's going to make you feel better not stress you out so you know incorporating anything into your regimen that is going to save you time energy That's the most important thing to do, you know. So who cares what your hair looks like, you know, especially to all those other moms when you're picking up the kids. Right. You know, as (laughs) long as you're comfortable in your own skin, that's
1: what's most important, you know. My my kids, they used to say, Mom, just slink down really low, you know, in the car. Right, right. Pick me up around the corner, Mom. Pick me up (laughs) around the corner. People used to think the car sort of drove itself because there was this big wheel and then this this little – person was sort of under the (laughs) under the seat
3: trying to try (laughs) I know you know I have two boys so they um they will be um in for a, a lifetime of embarrassment with me as well so well, well at least it's boys.
1: Girls, <laughs> girls tend to get even more embarrassed. You know, there's always yeah. clicking their tongues. Everything is such a big deal. They're rolling their eyes. You know, you're always right. critical no matter what you say. Like, what's wrong with my hair? Is something wrong with my hair? What's wrong with my hair? Right. And, you know, all you do is say, well, you know, maybe you should just put it back or something. But, you know, yeah. there's always something we do wrong with daughters. Anyway, boys are different. Easy. You know,
3: um, a good a good rule with thumb is, and, and I've started to try to practice it, especially around um you know, dropping my boys off at school, is when I look at other moms, instead of immediately thinking and judging, which we've all grown up and been so used to of being like, you know, ooh, her hair looks terrible or, you know, what color lipstick is she wearing, I actually try to, you know, start to embrace the different moms and actually compliment them on the things that I actually think they're doing really well. And you would be amazed that, like, just by doing, like, that one little you know hit a confidence they're they're set for the rest of the day you know and and the and and then people give it back to you as well you know so especially some of the moms when they're running in and trying to drop off their kids as quick as possible you know i'll just be like i love that top you look great today you know it's it's a little things and and i feel like as women we all kind of need to support each other and help us get through all this you know um, you are to- so. you are
1: absolutely right in that and and i always say if you smile at someone you will get a smile in return yeah. it's very yeah. very very true and i also think um melissa that we're always very hard on ourselves and and that single-handedly destroys our own self-confidence you know totally Right. When you look in the mirror, you're basically focused on that one pimple on your cheek, uh, you know, that you think the entire world is looking at, um, uh, you know, but they're not. And nor do they care that you maybe have a few wrinkles around your eyes or, you know, think your nose is big, even though you do, you know. So, you know, I always recommend look in the mirror, say something nice, just to your point about what you say to others, you know, say something nice to yourself, too, that you have good skin today or right. And that kind of boosts it. Uh, boost your self-confidence and and beauty really does come from within do you agree that you know a happy person has a glow that's sort of undeniable
3: without a doubt i mean and and you take a you know put yourself in this situation on the days where you're tired and the last thing you want to do is get up and get out the door and and keep going you know naturally, that's the day you're going to notice that the bags under your eyes are a little worse or your hair is a little frizzier. You know, those are the days that you're going to always focus on the negative anyway. You know, so definitely smiling, you know, trying to look for the best within you, especially, you know, when it comes to your looks. It, it's so important. And it, it basically sets the tone for the rest of the day, too, for yourself.
1: Right. And I also say that a lack of enthusiasm for life wrinkles the souls, so, I mean, oh, totally. <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd be, a, be a little more positive. And I think that helps in so many ways, even, even how yes. you, you look, right. I, I think that makes a big difference. Now you have Definitely. been in the beauty industry a very long time, um, long time. As, as have I, and it, would you say that, you know, everyone wants these magic bullets and quick fixes, right. Um, but, You know, do you think that what women want today has changed over a decade or they they kind of want the same thing?
3: I do. I I believe things, what women want, um, I believe the way they want it delivered is different. You know, they kind of want immediate results, whereas maybe in the past you expect it, you know, over time things would get better. Uh, I do believe that nowadays, you know, people don't give the products enough time to work. It's like, oh, I used that the other night and it, it did nothing. It's like, well, it was the first time you bought it and the first time you used it. It's, you know, it might not do anything the first time. <laughs> you know, so right. yeah, um, right. I think I think not giving um, the time and energy to products has happened, um, which puts kind of a, a stress on companies to make products that that work even better because they need to work immediately. They need to um, show immediate results. Um, but I also think in the past you know, ingredients and, and were not as talked about as they are today. And I, I think nowadays consumers are a little more savvy. They check labels. They know what different words on the packaging mean. They know what ingredients to avoid or look for. And I think in that case things have changed.
1: Right. What do you think of the organic products? Do you think those are um, purer? Would you say than some of the others, or does it you know depends on your skin type, or if you're more sensitive, or you can not withstand certain chemicals?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. I, I I've used I've used it all. I feel like at this too, <laughs> you know. But I, you know, and I've I've definitely tried the. I'm going to just use you know organic face cream and. And body lotion, and I've maybe broken out more than I did when I was using things that, you know, weren't so natural. But, you know, I think it's whatever's best for you. I think it's whatever's best for your skin type, exactly what you said. And, you know, also whatever... Again, whatever makes you happy. So if you find a cream that's going to actually you know, smooth over those rough spots that always give you a little bit of anxiety because you don't want to brush up against somebody, you know, I think right. then use it. Go for it. That's what works for you. So, um, But, yeah, I think in terms of the industry changing and evolving, I think companies are working harder to make sure that products work really well. Um, I think they know that we're tired of products that, that don't. And I also think um, the industry's changed in a way where they're not just putting out random products because it's um, on trend. I really think that they're finding that women want specific needs met and that that's why they're putting products out more nowadays than ever.
1: Right And as you say, they're more demanding. I mean, they want a product yeah. that works because even if it's a not that expensive a product, it's still you know an investment and and right. you know it, you know we're not talking about the very very high end prestige products that could be two three hundred dollars a cream, but even so, if you're spending forty or fifty, that's still an investment, and you want it to work you know totally so investment. right, so I mean would you say to give it more of a chance, let's say you try it for more than day.
3: I'd say definitely give a product. If, if you've read about a product or you've seen a product and it's intrigued you enough that you've actually purchased it, brought it home, give it a good four to six weeks. Uh, and if you don't see a difference then, then definitely by all means, do what you got to do. Contact the company, try to get your money back or, you know, switch to a new brand. But I think giving, giving a product the proper time to really start to change what you're looking for it to change it it's really important and I don't think it gets done as much as it needs to these days.
1: Right. And there's also I think a lot of confusion because you know we're sort of inundated with, you know, online um ads and etc. and you don't really know what's 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 the best thing for your skin because you know everybody recommends something. So, would you say just to try a few, I mean just kind of test different ones and see which ones work for you that's how you sort of be your own editor with different products that you buy to see which because some of them do work better than others and some of them don't you know
3: totally and I think you know in in maybe the way my mother's skincare routine was you know she went to a beauty counter and bought their entire regimen I don't really think consumers do that anymore you know I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of a almost like a smorgasbord of of products, (laughs) you know. Right. You know, you might use a brand uh, for their eye cream and then another brand for their day lotion and another brand for their night cream. And I think if that's what's working for you, then that's what you do. You know, I I think, and I think it's great because then you get to actually um, see the different brands and see how they work even together, you know.
1: Right. But you do feel guilty. You know, you go to a store and they do like a makeup on you and you feel you have to buy the entire
3: (laughs) arsenal. I know. (laughs) Because no. they're working on it. I you, always say, right? just buy yeah. the lipstick. At least buy the lipstick, and that's it.
1: <laughs> right. I remember I took my daughter. She insisted on some mascara or something when she was like 15. And I go, Well, you should have wrinkle cream and a sunblock. She goes, Mom, you think so? I said, You're 15. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, <right>. No, please. <laughs> give it, enjoy give it time, enjoy right? your skin. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your skin when, when, yeah. when you're young, right? Um, now, you know, we all have beauty emergencies. And, and I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I, I actually had my hip replaced. That's a whole other story in the hospital. And the nurse came in around 3 3 a.m. I don't think Lori wants to hear about this hip replacement anymore. Uh, About 3 a.m. And she said, you know, Jane, I I have something I want to, you know, discuss with you. And I thought, oh, my God. You know, they're sending her in to tell me it's like very bad, (laughs) very bad news. And I'm looking for the crash card. You know, I've watched Grey's Anatomy. I'm looking for the crash card. I'm looking for, you know, any sign that this is going to be like my last day on earth and i said well what is it and she goes well you know i was reading your charts and i'm thinking you know i really should have lied about my age and then she goes i noticed that you're a, you know you're a, you have a show and you're talking about beauty and you're right about beauty um but i have a date um on, it was new year's eve actually and she goes i had this huge pimple that came out you know what do i do and i thought oh phew <laughs> I said, that's, that's such a I, bad thing. I got you, right?
3: Like, I can I, handle I,
1: that one. <laughs> I, can, I can handle, I don't know about the transfusions or the fact that, you know, but <laughs> right. yeah, I can, I can handle that one. So, I mean, what are some of your readers' concerns that, you know, I'm sure you get tons and tons of letters. What are some of the most common concerns that your readers have as far as beauty issues?
3: Um, well, you know, I, our readers kind of run the gamut, too. They They want to know everything about, filling in their brows. Brows is really big right now. Um, right. Every reader is like, contact me about brows and how to fill them in. And uh, and following suit, obviously, I, I'm seeing a lot of brands creating new um, brow products. And uh, so it kind of is going hand in hand, which is great. So I have a lot of options for them to solve their brow issues. Um, but also, you know, just in general, women, you know, want to know which wrinkle cream is worth investing in and which, you know, is there really a reason why um, eye creams like I want one that can do everything because some women have puffy, but they also have dark circles. And then they also have, you know, the crow's feet. So they want a eye cream that's going to do, you know, three plus things for them. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of the times I, you know, readers reach out to me because they just want me to let them know simply which is the product that they should go buy or what is the definite answer to their biggest beauty issue. And, you know, and and it's funny because obviously there's always, uh, you know, there's a million factors that come in like, well, what kind of skin type do you have? You know, what, how much time are you willing to put into, you know, solving that issue? Because if you're someone who's super busy and like you barely have time to swipe on the eye cream, you know, then we also have to take that into consideration. So um, so I love hearing from my readers. They There's a lot of them, and they all make sure to get in touch with me. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, it's the brows right now and um, wrinkle creams. Those are, like, the two biggest that I always hear from our readers, that they want to know um, what they can do to obviously help minimize their wrinkles and to beef up their brows.
1: <laughs> right. And it's all about anti-aging, I would think, too. You totally. Know? I mean, it's, yeah. they, they all want to look younger. But again, I mean looking younger and looking better, it's not just the product itself. You have to take care of, of your skin from the inside out and that includes diet, sticking out keeping out of the sun, you know, wearing sunblock. So there's some basics that we should do, right? For just wow, our absolutely. health in general that shows if you drink too much you're gonna get, you know, your skin is gonna look your skin's gonna look a little shriveled. <laughs> right right. You know, I mean if you if you smoke it's going to look bad so you know I think you have to take care of yourself do you agree from the inside as well you know drink water oh any of the tips that you recommend and then we'll get how we can beef up our brows because that's an yeah. important one I, I want to know that one so what do you think our daily re- regimen you know be sure to wash before you go to sleep don't leave your makeup on at night are there any little Melissa tips that we should know just to, for, in general about our beauty regimen
3: well I mean, I think um, your beauty regimen, again, take into an account what you have time for. So, for instance, I'm a busy mom of two. I don't have as much time as I'd really like to put into my skincare routine because, you know, Sometimes I'm just lucky enough that I wash my face at night, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm so exhausted by the end of my day. But there's things that the industry has done to help us with that. So, you know, facial wipes is like this miracle thing that has come upon us, you know, and, and amazing. I, I keep at least two sets behind my bed. So this way at night when I'm finally laying there relaxing, if I can't bear to get up, at least I know I'm going to grab a wipe. I'm going to, you know, wipe off my face. And then most times, nowadays, they're they're not just to cleanse. They also include, like, toner or a vitamin C brightener and, you know, antioxidants to help boost, you know, they're giving you benefits as well. So right. I, I just think anything you can do to help double-duty yourself, too, totally worth it. Um, so that's my biggest tip. You know, definitely make sure you wash your face before bed. Even if you're so exhausted, you can't really get there, <laughs> you know. Um, right. Another great thing is, I always say to carry two lip products with you at all times. So in my bag, I always have one lip color with SPF and one without. So this way I always have like my nighttime and my daytime. And I always make sure that they're in two colors that I love and that I know I always will feel happy in, you know? So basically that's like two colors that I believe look the best on me. Not because some makeup artist told me it's because like I've picked it up, I've tried it on. I feel happy in those colors. Um, So I always make sure I have two lip products as well. And I feel like that's a really important thing too. So this way, even when I don't have time to put makeup on, even if I'm on the subway heading to work, I can rip, you know, rip that out of my bag, swipe it on. And I know I'm going to at least feel a little bit like myself.
1: Uh, So that's, that's, that's good. And also, um, it, lipstick is different on it, it changes with your body chemistry so sometimes what looks good in the tube doesn't always look good on you so i think it's really a question of finding the color you like um trying it on and then staying with that so because totally. you know, sometimes red turns bright red for me um, and it looks right. very nice in the tube. It looks sort of like an apricot. <laughs> when I put it on, yeah. it's like,
3: whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, There's a lot of times, like, reds always look like, oh, I'm like, this is going to be a beautiful red, and then I swipe it on, and it's kind of a pink, you know, a berry pink. It's not really red. You know, so, yes, you got to try it. The back of your hand is obviously a great place because it'll give you a good um, instant um, kind of canvas as to what the color is going to look like on you.
1: Yeah. Now, how about our brows? Let's go to brows. How, how can we beef them up?
3: browse well I, you know like I said there's a lot of products coming to market um, pencils and powders and gels and I, again I think it's a personal preference as to what kind of formulas you like working with um, right now I'm kind of on a pencil slash gel combo <laughs> I have like two products yeah. that I use interchangeably um, but a really great tip I just got um, was about you know uh, there's a lot of these root touch up powders out there right now Um, that, you know, help kind of minimize the gray roots in your hairline, those are really great to actually, you know, take a little makeup brush and paint those over your brows too. That's like an instant and easy way that you can also kind of beef up up the shape and kind of fill in some holes Um, and also cover up some of the gray strands that pop up around eyebrows, which – I don't know if you have those I I'm definitely experiencing those
1: already so Now those just are wow. those are just for my hair not not for <laughs> eyebrows You know as as we get older unfortunately you know you lose some of the hair on your head and then you grow a big fat mustache instead so right. you know there's just <laughs> it's, it's it's very upsetting I, mean, I know You I do know. get but hair you know but you it's have not have to where laugh you want at it. it to be yes <laughs> That's <laughs> it, the it, thing Every, yeah you have to laugh at it you really do but brows make a difference. You know, if your brows oh, totally. are in nice shape, and I think a lot of people like over tweeze, you know, they have that tiny little line that they shouldn't, you know, because they're always running well, and think, getting waxed and, you know, what I
3: think, what do too, you think? a lot of people over wax or, you know, over pluck, but then don't realize that, you know, the hair, especially in that area, kind of stops growing. You know, it's got a limited shelf life. It's not always going to keep regenerating like the hair on your head, which also will flow down as well. Right. So a lot of the damage that you do to your brows and a lot of the plucking that you do when you're young kind of affects you now when you're older, having Mm. to like look in the mirror and, and, and realize, you know, where did they go? You know, they're like half off, half on. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do with these? So, you know, I think brows are really great because they do frame your face. They do help give you that kind of instant youthful boost because they lift your face. Um, But I also think, you know, a lot of women struggle with not wanting to look fake, not wanting it to look like um, they've painted on their brows. Um, So I think formulas nowadays are actually really great because they've – You know, they've really honed in on, you know, even the application of, you know, just doing soft little strokes, going in the natural line that your hair actually grew, even if it's not there. And then also always combing to blend to make sure that they, you know, the color isn't so stark, I think is also another really important thing.
1: Right. That's a good point. Now, how about sunblocks? Sunblocks we should all Use, ladies, sunblocks. I mean, you think even if it's not sunny. And I said, my husband the other day said, "It's raining. Why are you putting on sunblock?" I said, "You know me. You have known me for so many years. You have known me throughout my career. Do I ever go out without sunblock? You know, UVA, the A is aging, UVB, burning. So it's not always the B; it's the A too. So, sunblock. What do you, what do you recommend for for protection every day?
3: I am a huge sunblock advocate. Obviously, I think all of us in the beauty industry are. especially because we get to talk to derms and it's like the first thing they say to us on every interview you do with them right it's like make sure they're wearing sunblock make sure you're wearing your sunblock it's like they're doctors yeah. they know what they're talking about why won't we listen to them um for me i am in love with right now neutrogena makes a it's like a beach defense it's a stick it's an spf 50 what i love is that i carry that in my handbag so even on the days when i'm running out the door and don't have time to maybe swipe it on my entire body, I at least know I have that in my bag. So this way I can swipe it on the back of my hands. I can swipe it across my chest. I can swipe it on, you know, my legs. It's, You know, it's like it's become this little miracle product for me. And um, I also love, you know, some SDS now come in a powder form, the, the loose powders. So you could also keep those in your makeup bag in your pocketbook. So this way we're, a, you know, whenever – you need a touch-up, you can just swipe on the powder to kind of give yourself a coverage of SPF 30 or above. And, you know, so it's like
1: on-the-go SPF,
3: I feel like is really important.
1: (laughs) Melissa, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, more, uh, more of our beauty talk. Stay with us, everyone.
0: This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year. On behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs, Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and ultimately stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit ExpressScripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michaels' show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeart Radio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins Michael and Better Than Before.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We are on the air live. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm here with Melissa. We're having a beauty talk. Melissa is the beauty editor of Women's Day Magazine, one of my all-time favorite magazines. Melissa, we were just talking about so many beauty things. <laughs> we we covered so much. And <laughs> we so did. It's we, were, like, we, were, we were finishing up sunscreens we, um, yes, and how we're, important they are. We were finishing up sunscreens. Now, if we could go back, just to—I mean, we're kind of jumping all over the place. But there's so many things that you know are coming are coming into my mind because I also get so many questions from um, listeners about beauty. Um, and one of them is how to choose the right foundation because it's kind of hard. You know, when you look at a foundation color online, of course, you don't know if that's your color. How do you recommend to choose the color that best fits your um, your, your your complexion? Matches it the best.
3: And, you know, I also get this question a lot of our readers, um, especially when they go to, say, a drugstore to buy a foundation because it's hard. You know, they feel like they can't open up the bottles, um, obviously, to test the colors. Um, But I think it's really important to at least know the range, uh, uh, like to be honest with yourself about your skin tone, you know. So, um, you know, if you're someone who's really pale, you know, for myself i'm i'm pretty fair but i know i'm not like porcelain you know it's like almost coming to terms with actually the type of skin that you have looking at your undertones too you know if you know you can see some the bluish in the veins and some or the yellow you know your yellow undertones i think Mm -hmm. that helps um when selecting so you know you want to go to that range of colors right there on the grid and then within that um Holding up, and usually, if, if, if it's, it's hard in drugstores because it's hard to actually open up the bottles and use them. But if you can take the bottle over to natural light, so sometimes when you go into a drugstore, obviously there, are, you know, there's a wall of foundations, but there's no window that you can actually see, you know, see outside into the parking lot. Take the color that you actually think would be yours, and head to the front door, and actually hold it up. If you have like a little handheld mirror, or even like you know. Your phone, um, hold it up to your jawline, and and with the natural light, um, see if it if it works and if it matches, uh, because that's the best. That's the best way to tell. Using the fluorescent lighting in some of the stores, it's it's hard. It's going to totally um, change the tone of the of the colors, and that's why I think a lot of women have issues picking colors, especially in drugstores.
1: Yeah, when you go out in the light, you have oh, yeah. one color on your face, and then your neck is like. <laughs> yeah.
3: Totally, totally different color. Exactly. And I think even if you're in a department store, same situation, you know, you're in these lightings where suddenly they have it perfectly lit for their products. Um, but again, if you swipe a few different tones on your jawline, go outside. You know, say to the saleswoman, I'll be right back. And head outside into the natural light and really take a look to see what color looks best with your skin. I mean, you're about to make an investment of a product for yourself. You want it to look the best. So just take that extra couple of minutes to to double-check, and I, I think it really makes all the difference.
1: Daylight is pretty harsh. I always say to... <clears throat> I usually give my friends like for Christmas like a candle I said if everybody um, lights one candle I'll finally be able to go out in the daylight <laughs> because it's so much flatter- <laughs> so much more flattering because <laughs> you yes. know a studio has lights but daylight that's harsh I mean that's really yeah. you know yeah. they used to have those mirrors that I don't know if they still do but they ha- you can have all different light like office light and daylight and you know the daylight's the one that's really do I really want to go out the light <laughs> I know but you know what it's, it's your most honest light right
3: it's exactly. the one that's really going to it's going to show you what what you know what you need to see to make sure that a foundation specifically is the right color for your skin you know how many times have i swiped on you know again i have fair skin swiped it on and then got out into the light where i kind of have like an orangey tinge and it's you know it's it just doesn't work so um so that's been the biggest little you know game changer once i found that tip I, i really feel like it's helped a lot of readers
1: and how about puffy eyes? We all wake now. I'm full of allergies. You could hear earlier before the break. I'm choking to death because New York has so many allergies. So what do you do when you wake up with kind of puffy eyes or reddish skin? I mean is there are there little tips for um for us to kind of depuff and yeah, i mean
3: I mean, aside from using specific products to help reduce the puff i mean i think think of in general what you would do um if you had like a you know a swollen foot think of it that way you know you're basically retaining you know your skin and is pooling and retaining water so you want to um you want to do what you you know any uh, ice pack is really great but what I love is like frozen peas I keep like a bag of frozen peas in my freezer if I'm having a puffy eye morning especially after a night of having maybe you know a little too much wine or even Chinese food you know I wake up and suddenly you're like oh my goodness um you know a Bag of frozen peas is excellent at just helping to reduce that puff. Also, taking something that helps with anti-inflammatory, like a you know a bare aspirin or something, to that really helps you know kind of help your body um, release some of that. Um, And again, just massage, like really gentle massage in that area, Um, just like within your lymphatic system, you know when you know especially around the ankles to help. Um, reduce swelling, you can do that around your eyes, your eye area too. It's just a really light using your ring finger, light pressure, just kind of working some of the puff away from your eye. It, it, you know, I always find that really helps too. I don't know if you actually have another great secret. I'd love it.
1: <laughs> well, also if you talk about do-it-yourself, cucumber slices, right? Those can Oh, help. yeah. Yeah. Or, or tea bags. Sometimes you can put like cold tea bags on your eyes that kind of take down the, the swelling. Cold, not hot.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, cold. I get the
1: tip once. I well, I could have burned my eyes. Said, no, yeah. you're supposed to cool them yeah. off. You're not no, boiling. Just stick them in the water. refrigerator. Totally. Stick them, in, stick them in the refrigerator, right? Yeah. Um, now, how about for that pimple? That pimple that pops out just before the interview or the date for that poor nurse. But um, you don't pick it, right? That's the worst thing you can do. Never. Is, you know, never. Yeah.
3: And it's the hardest thing to not pick, right? Like the mid- if you have a, a pimple, you want to immediately, like suddenly you turn into a surgeon, you are like <laughs> yes. anatomy, suddenly doing a surgery on your face. It's terrible. Um, and, we're, and we're all guilty of it. Um, but if you know you have a big event and you know that you need to look and you want to look, a, you know, a certain way, don't, don't pick it, leave it alone. Um, I think the best tip, honestly, especially if it's red and inflamed is it, you know, take a Q-tip or a cotton swab and, um, Um, Put a little Visine on the tip, so this way you can actually dab the Visine right on the pimple to help take down the redness. If you actually try to, like, squirt Visine on your face, you will get the – I always say, like, it actually takes the color out of anything. So, like, suddenly you'll have, like, a white strip down your face because it actually removes the color out of your skin even right there for, you know, a temporary amount of time. Um, But I also always say if if you have a blemish and it's, say, maybe in the lower part of your face, then play up your eyes you know make your eyes a little more um, dramatic to draw the eye away from it Um, or if you have a pimple you know on the forehead or somewhere that you know is away from your mouth then you want to kind of do the opposite so then you want to play up your lips and kind of draw focus there so this way people aren't really focusing on the little blemish that you have in the other part of your face.
1: I have another little tip for that. Yeah, sometimes I paint it brown, and people think I'm—it's a little a beauty mark, and they think I'm Cindy Crawford. Oh my God, I love that. That that could work too, right? It depends where it is. I mean, obviously, if it's the middle of your forehead, you don't want to do that because then it looks like a sort of a a unsightly mole. But you know, if it's like in a place that you could get away with it anyway, but that's not actually good for the temple.
3: I think a pimple is one of those things where when when it's on your face, you feel like everyone is looking right. at it and can see it. Um, but for the most part, most times when people say to me, like, oh, I have this terrible blemish, that's when I then focus on it because I, I, you don't even see it. You know, you don't realize that people actually aren't examining your face as closely and as terribly as you, as you do to yourself, you know?
1: Well, it's true. As I mentioned earlier, you know, you have to, you can't be so self hard on yourself because that's true. Sometimes you meet someone and the first thing they say is I look awful today or, oh my God, do you notice this pimp?" You know, you never would have thought that until they bring it to your attention, as you said, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, you, it's like you just gave you them a whole list yeah, of you things <laughs> to be wrong with you, <laughs> all, all the negative stuff. So if we can, Melissa, let's end with a few do-it-yourself beauty tips. And we'll where where we started at, at the at the uh, the Women's Day event where we did this, that wonderful scrub, which somebody took from me. Actually, I, I mean, I had someone it. In took my, yours? Yes, yes. I think it was my husband. He wouldn't. I mean, someone did. They they took my scrub or my daughter. <clears throat> someone I I can't point fingers somebody took my scrub from my (laughs) bed, but I said you can make another one it's so easy so let's uh, do that scrub and then maybe a radiance boosting mask or something before we go out we want to have a little more of a glow so let's go do a couple of your favorite do-it-yourself beauty yeah well you know what
3: um greek yogurt is this wonderful little treat that you can find obviously in your in your refrigerator um it has lactic, I'm sorry, it's a probio like the probiotics that are really in yogurt are really great and anti-inflammatory, so they're really great to soothe sensitive skin. I love the idea of um, I actually take a foundation brush and but obviously I use it separate from my DIY um, for my DIY tricks. and you lightly paint a layer onto your face of the Greek yogurt, leave it on for about 10 minutes and then rinse you're going to not only calm redness, but your um the Greek yogurt has lactic acid so it's gonna exfoliate and brighten your skin too. So it's like a really great at home mask. Super cheap.
1: Oh that's a good tip. Now I know what I'm yeah. gonna do for the yogurt for lunch. I'm yeah, not gonna eat it. Exactly. <clears throat> or I'll eat half another, and the rest I'll put on my picks. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Um another thing I love is um my family we are we love rice, we love you know, I feel like I'm making a rice dish all the time, but I, what I love to do is to save um, the water from from my from anytime I make rice, especially jasmine rice. Um, but I use it and then I chill it in um, in the refrigerator. And like once a week, I'll use it um, over my hair um i'll let it sit on my like after i shampoo i'll rinse it over my hair leave it on for about five minutes and it's a really great um it kind of boosts the shine of your hair Hmm. just like it does for like face that you've always heard it also does the same for your hair rice water for your hair really great little diy tip too
1: that is wonderful that that i had never heard of yeah and how about for our hands the hands show the first sign of of aging, unfortunately. You know, you can have 101 facelifts, but if you have, like, old hands, <laughs> people kind of... It's I a giveaway know. for your age, right?
3: I know. You know what? I feel like for my hands, um, the one thing I've learned is that, obviously, it's the thin... It's thin skin just like, the you know, the, the under eye area. Mm-hmm. So what I love is that anything I use on my under eyes, I also use on my hands. So if I'm using... Um, If I'm using my eye cream, I also make sure to dab my eye cream on the back of my hand. I know that might sound strange, but, like, just to help, you know, kind of deliver some of those anti-aging ingredients, really great. Um, But, again, I think anything that you use on your face can be used on your hands. So in terms of that, you know, the Greek yogurt, paint a layer on. Like, if you're doing it on your face, make sure you put it on your hands, too, and your chest. You know, anywhere that, like, is an extension of your face, that the skin does the same type of aging that your face does, I say use those, those, use those ingredients there as well. You know, so when you're making that scrub that we did with the olive oil and the sugar, if you're using it on your body or if you're using it on your face, make sure you use it on the back of your hands too. I feel like they're just – your hands should be considered an extension of your face. So, like, whatever you're doing there, do it on your hands too.
1: Well, those, are, those are great tips. And I guess also it's, it's, it's about consistency. We should do it every um, single – you know, do every day – we have yeah. to do small steps and, and that's it. A it's not just something. <laughs> little something, right? It's not those yeah. huge things, you know
3: right? A lot of times readers contact me that, you know, they don't have enough time to do some of these like pampering, spa treatment-esque things. They want to, um, but like that, that facial mask, you know, like getting that time to do it is really hard. But, I, you know, I, what I like to let them know is that the summer is actually a great time because this is the time that most people build in a little more me time and a little more like they they take the vacations so a great thing when you're going on vacation make sure you even pack along one of those like you know you can buy them now individually a face mask you know that you're going to put on because you really don't have the excuse now you're going on vacation take one of the nights of your vacation to lay back put that face mask on and really enjoy yourself you know pamper your skin too
1: oh that's what those are when i'm still wondering what the word vacation means i haven't heard that in a while (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready right so yeah, everyone exactly. thank you thank you melissa matthews brown for being with us i very much enjoyed our beauty talk and everyone uh woman's day magazine one of my favorites you can get it of course on your newsstand or womensday.com and you can see all the stories by melissa and certainly, um, we had Susan on earlier. It's a, it's a wonderful magazine. And, and thank you for yeah, being here and sharing some terrific uh, tips with us. So okay, everyone, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it, it was a pleasure. Everyone, that's our show. Thank you again, Melissa. Thank you, Laurie, as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins, Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before.
0: Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show?